0: You are listening to Peak One Sports. Welcome to the Peak One Sports Fight Night Preview, brought to you by the Bungalow Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole James Rambo. As always, we're talking all things combat sports on Thursday evenings. And uh, today. Is no different we're talking all things combat sports and there is no really big um, big MMA or boxing fight card going on this weekend uh, there's a lot of regional stuff there always is jiu-jitsu MMA but just like lower level stuff but that's not what we do here okay we focus on the big boys because um, that's the thing you know there's a there's a lot of MMA coverage a lot of fight coverage out there but why get it from a big, giant sports company who uh, just has the money to put behind so everyone thinks they're the only option to get your MMA news. They're not. MMA is a sport that lives on the internet. Whether it's blogs or chat rooms and all kinds of stuff back in the day, the best media outlets for MMA and combat sports lives on the internet, just like this show. So support. Go subscribe to Peak One Sports. Let's build this thing up. Let's build it up. All right. All these all these sports networks you've been or sports shows, even the the internet-based ones, your Pat McAfee's, your Barstool's, all these big sports media outlets that have been built on the internet, they're all selling they're all selling to the big to the big machine. And that's fine. Get your money. But all I'm telling you out there, Is support Peak One Sports, get us some numbers, get us up there, let us have a fighting chance. You know? Let us have what everybody else has. All these all these big guys always had big money and big names behind them. We don't have that at Peak One Sports. All we got is the love of the game. And hopefully that's why you tune in every week. But there you go, that's it. That's my whole preachy thing for for today, But, um, I figure this week, since we don't got any big fights, uh, we'll use this time wisely and we'll just talk about some, uh, current events happening in the world around MMA combat sports. Um, sorry, there's no Alexis today. Um, I'm kind of doing this. I, I, it's Thursday right now. Usually I like to record these on Tuesday or Wednesday and have them ready to be put out Thursday. Um, But this week has just been real busy, so I'm kind of in here at an off time on Thursday, laying this thing down. Going to send it off straight to the presses right after this and get it up for you to watch. So this is about as um, up to the minute as you're going to get on this show, okay? Because you're probably all watching this just a few hours after I record it. But let's go! Over some uh, headlines in the MMA world this week, all right. I know last week we talked Alexis and I talked a little bit about the Francis and Ganu signing uh, with the PFL. Um, it's just a ton of money. He's got a place on the board of directors. Um, he's not even going to fight MMA uh, until next until next year. They're going to allow him to fight a, a high you know a a big money boxing match in, in the time in the interim time that they don't get, they won't get paid for just a lot of crazy stuff that they gave Francis and Ganu in this contract. And it just makes you wonder, like they're also in the process of like buying Bellator MMA, the PFL that is, they're also in that process right now. And the thing that with me is, you know, other like team sports and like the big, the big sports here in America and kind of just around the world, you know, they all have, well, no, I don't know around the world. I, I, I shouldn't speak for the rest of the world. I don't fucking know enough about their um, how their sports work financially. But here in the United States, all of our big sporting leagues have salary caps except baseball. Right? Do they have one now? I don't know. They used to not have one. Um, but, you know, the salary cap kind of puts a cap on the amount of spending that can happen in an MMA and in these sports where the athletes are kind of like contractors, there's, there's no salary cap, right? There's no, um, there first off, there's no like standard of what you should pay. And then there's also no max amount that you can pay. Right. Um, so, you know, it's always with the UFC, it's always, they're paying too little. They need to pay more. But then you go to a place like the PFL and the amount of money and the amount of like and in, in, in Ghana's contract too, also not only is he making, you know, tens of millions of dollars per fight, but he also has a clause in there that his opponent has to make like two million dollars or whatever. And I'm sorry, but even at the highest level in the PFL, just based on advertising, eyeballs, everything else, nobody deserves to be making two million dollars a fight in the PFL. When you're talking numbers, I don't want to be that guy. I don't deduce athletes down to numbers. All right. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I want everybody to make as much money as they possibly can. The promoter shouldn't be making more. I mean, there's it's chicken or the egg with the promoter and fighters in this in this world. You know, it's always has been. It's like, yeah, the promoter you're not going to make any money without the fighter, but it's like, yeah, the fighter won't have anywhere to fight without the promoter. So, who's supposed to make more money? Who's supposed to, you know, be the be be in charge of the decisions. It is what it is, you know, everybody's kind of making up their own rules as far as like fight leagues go. And the PFL made a decision, but what I why well, the reason I brought this up with the salary cap analogy is like you just guaranteed Nganu a shitload of money and decision-making power and all kinds of stuff with your company. At the moment you're also trying to make another multi-million dollar deal to buy another MMA company that's fledgling. That you're gonna get an influx of fighters and and things like that, but is it? I can't imagine why someone would buy Bellator. Why wouldn't you just let them peter out and go away, and then you just get to pick up as many other fighters are willing to come over? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. I'm not. I'm not a uh, an executive type uh, guy, but. <laughs> All I see is like two big giant money deals going on at the same time and the company that's doing it, the professional fighters league, the PFL. Like, I get it. Maybe you got some big rich guy backing, you got I don't know where all the money's coming from because ain't nobody talking about the PFL. Except me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a there's there's the hardcores out there that'll watch anything with gloves and punching. But as far as like, you know, the UFC's on ESPN. There's no way it's not going to make money. But the PFL, even though they, you know, they play it on, on, I'm not, they, you know, some network or something like that, it's just like, it, it has to be sought out, you know, and it's not like you're seeing PFL commercials all over the place. Like, where's the money coming from? And how do you have enough to buy Bellator and then also, guaranteeing ganu this money um in a world where as you know alexis and i said last week like he's not fighting mma for another year probably he's probably gonna lose a boxing match in the interim to a high level professional boxer unless he just dis- unless no you know high level guys want to end up fighting him you know unless it's a if it's a tyson fury if it's a something like that you know he's getting beat it just is i mean he can always clip somebody with something but you know, I guess maybe his best bet is going to be like a Deontay Wilder because they're both going to be in there just looking for that fucking dynamite shot. But if he goes up against a Tyson Fury or somebody who's a really good boxer and a really good mover, he's not going to win that. He'll bank a bunch of money, but he's not going to win that. And then then he goes in, let's say, I mean, even if he wins the boxing match, then he goes in to 2024 gearing up for his first MMA fight in the PFL. And by that time, I'm sure the merger with Bellator will be done unless it falls through or something like that. And then they'll have another influx of heavyweights. So like Alexis's prediction is that by that time that, you know, next spring, you know, a year from now, Francis Ngannou is gonna. It's gonna be like Ryan Bader, the Bellator heavyweight champion. It'll be his first fight since the merger, and it'll be against Francis Ngannou. And yeah, it'll get a lot of eyeballs and stuff. But if he fights Ryan Bader, he's losing. He's just gonna like. He's gonna lose. He's gonna get wrestled. He's gonna get wrestled to death. Bottom line, um, and I say bottom line, but and you know, with a guy like Francis Ngannou, there's always a chance. It's MMA. There's always a chance he can land a punch that's going to just knock you out cold. But the chances of that happening against a, a high-level guy like Ryan Bader, you know, the higher level you go, the slimmer and slimmer that chance get that, you know, that knockout, flash knockout chance gets because these guys are experienced. Ryan Bader is going to know that you're looking for that and he's going to do everything uh, in his technique and power and everything else to just avoid that one shot in the first couple minutes and take you to the ground and grind you out until you're too tired to carry on And then either he'll choke you out Or he'll just pound on you enough Until the ref stops it Because you're so tired And let's say he doesn't fight Ryan Bader Let's say he fights uh, The PFL champ I, He's His name is slipping my mind At the moment uh, But you know big giant Russian guy Super powerful And that's the thing at heavyweight Is you can say everything you want About how powerful Francis Ngannou is But it's heavyweight Everybody's powerful Everybody can sleep anybody at any given moment. So just because he might be more powerful than these guys, it's like, yeah, but they can still knock him out too. It's just, it's a weird game when when MMA has always been a weird game when somebody comes in that's super powerful and it's all these super quick, impressive, crazy knockouts, right? Because it in MMA, there's so many ways to lose that it's like, yeah, Francis Ngannou it was scary if you're standing up with him, but we've all seen what happens when he gets wrestled, when he gets uh when he gets clinched, you know, all this stuff, he tires out. The game of you know, he he I don't want to say he gives up. I don't I don't I don't know if that's the right word, but I it, I've wrestled I wrestled a big chunk of my life. It is grueling and it is painful when someone is so much better at you or better than you. And you're going up against them, and they just grind on you. That's the only way I can explain what it's like to have, to be in a wrestling match, to be in a wrestling situation with somebody that is just leaps and bounds ahead of you in it. It is a grinding. You feel like you're underneath a fucking, the asphalt smasher, dude. Like that big, the big uh, tractor deal with the fucking wheel, with the big drum wheels that rolls over the asphalt after they lay it down it just feels like you're stuck under a human one of those like that's what it feels like and it's it's fucking tiring it's embarrassing it's shaming it's um disheartening because you think you're good you've been practicing your wrestling Francis Ngannou you've been training your wrestling you're wrestling but that's all that's great that's great but you also want to know what you prepared for the year before a boxing match. And you want to know what Ryan Bader's been doing? He's been preparing for wrestling matches since he was a child. And again, whoever the that Rus- the Russian gentleman who is the heavyweight champion of PFL, you know what he's been doing since he was a child? Wrestling. So it's just uh, it's a different game when you bring high-level wrestling into it. That's all I'm going to say about that. So I think the PFL is making a mistake. With the type of contract, I think obviously a name like Engano is gonna it's gonna boost their ratings a lot. But like I said, the money being spent on Bellator, whatever that is, the money being spent on Engano, and then banking on him still being just as popular next spring after he potentially loses a boxing match. I mean, it's a gamble. Uh, and like I said, you give him like a like a spot on the board. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't I don't know. Cause that's the thing is like, I'm all pro athlete. Like when it comes to athlete strikes or, you know, all that, you know, lockouts and things like that. I'm always on the side of the athlete, right? People, I know there's a lot of people who aren't cause they're just like, you get to play a game for a living. Just go out there and do it. You lucky bastard. You paid millions of dollars to, to swing a ball, swing a bat at a ball. You get millions of dollars to put a ball in a hoop. Like, But that's the thing is without them, without your desire to watch them do that, these owners and these teams and these promoters, they wouldn't make any money. But again, we live in America where business is business and those people have a business too. That's their job. That's their livelihood is to make as much money as they can promoting fights, owning teams, what have you. So it's like, yes, there's two sides of the coin, but both sides are just trying to make money. You can say the owners are trying to take advantage of the athletes in some Mm -hmm. situations, of course, but then you can also say that uh, the athlete not they're not taking advantage of the owners, but, you know, it just by trying to make literally every, you know, suck every penny out of their talent. That is what you're trying to do. But when you're talking about a team sport or you're talking about something where you're building to a championship or you're trying to build a team to get to a championship, you know, in football, and you know, it happens all the times where a certain player, a quarterback in football is usually, you know, they're always the highest paid. And some of them get these giant contracts. The team can't fucking afford to give them the pieces around them to win, right? So there's a Patrick Mahomes, he's a beautiful boy. Okay, I don't care if I'm not a Chiefs fan per se, but I've said it a million times, you know, I'm just a football fan in general. But I like the guy more and more every time I hear him talk and they're talking about his contract extension or his new contract. And he's like, yeah, of course, you want to make as much money as you can. He's like, but it's not about being the highest paid for me. He's like, I'm here. Like, yes, I get paid to play a sport, but he's also it's a sport I've dreamed of being the best at since I was a baby. So I do have a cool job but I also have a dream to leave a legacy behind in said sport which I would say most professional athletes have I'm sure some of them just after you get to a certain age you probably just you know everything turns into a business but while you're still in your prime you have this dream of legacy and sometimes that means taking less money in certain situations and so there's an argument for both sides of coins when it comes to like Uh, labor issues with athletes and their promoters slash owners or whatever and then it always could say the networks are taking advantage of everybody i mean there's just everybody involved who's trying to make money off of other people but that's the same thing go to jeff bezos makes money off of his employees but those employees are also getting paid right i mean I don't I don't know. It's like every job, it's like is every boss or every owner of every company taking advantage of their employees? No. Like I don't know why we got into contract talk. Hey, tune into the Bungalow Sports Show this week cuz we'll probably get into a lot of that contract talk cuz I'm having Tony Nix uh, you know, the uh the one of the proprietors of this network. I'm having him on the Bungalow Sports Show this week's episode and he's got a Big announcement, um, but yeah, we won't need to talk about that anymore. And Ganu, we'll see. It's an experiment that we're not going to see the we're not going to see what happens until you know, like a year from now. So whatever. Um, a lot of John Jones talk going on this week um, because uh, it like it all started. Joey brought it up on the show last week of Joe Rogan talking about. Tyson Fury and John Jones being locked in a room. Like, John Jones is going to fuck him up. And Tyson Fury got all angry and responded calling Joe a bald troll or some shit like that, which is weird because Tyson Fury's bald. So it's like, how are you going to make some fun of somebody for being bald when you yourself are bald? Whatever. But so, like, it was a stupid beef. And then he walked it back when John came out. And then Dana White commented on it about, well, shit, if he wants to do it, we put McGregor. Mayweather into a boxing ring. We can put Tyson Fury and John Jones into a cage and blah blah blah. Just you know, manufactured media shit. But um, that fight's not happening. Tyson Fury's not fighting John Jones. Not gonna happen. But some real John Jones fights that uh, we want to talk about is John Jones obviously wants to fight Steve Pimiochik, Right, he came back in the heavyweight division and. Uh, he didn't really guarantee how many fights he has left in his career when he's going to plan on retiring. But he did say that Cyril Gon, Stepe Mayochik were, you know, after Ngannou left, you know, Stipe Miocic and Cyril Gon were, you know, kind of targeted fights that he wanted to wanted to fight. And he did that. He fought Cyril Gan, um, and just molly whopped him. And then, you know, his next fight he wanted obviously wanted to be Stipe Miocic he wants to fight the you know what a lot of people consider the goat of heavyweights because he just he's won it twice his winning streak uh, just again a kind of all around nice guy whatever blah 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 and yes I think he'd mop the floor with Stipe but that's another legacy thing right John Jones has enough money to and his kids and his grandkids and they all have enough money for their lives now now John Jones is just going for legacy. And so that Stipe Miocic fight is a legacy fight because even if it's kind of a foregone conclusion that John will win that fight, it's still on the record. I beat Stipe Miocic. I've and you know he can add to the record a of fight of, of beating the best guys from different eras at all weight classes. You know what I mean? So because another heavyweight. Goatish type guy, light heavyweight goatish, Daniel Cormier. You know what I mean? It's like he beat him twice at light heavyweight, and then he was also the heavyweight champion. So it's like you can also conclude that John would have beat Cormier at heavyweight as well. So that adds to the legacy. So John Jones is going for these legacy fights, and, um, you know, Chael Sonnen kind of put it out there that, like, that fight's kind of going up in flames. That fight's not really hap- gonna, pro- most likely not going to happen. Um, which is a bummer, right, because um, the next the next man up for that is going to be Sergei Pavlovich. You know, he's the next guy up as far as for a title shot or for, you know, a big, big fight in the heavyweight division. Um, the guy is super good, and I think out of all the heavyweight fights right now, that will be, you know, the most— I still think John Jones wins, but I think that that's stylistically, you know, at least a good matchup there. Yeah. Um, but again, nobody knows who the hell Sergey Pavlovich is, right? So, um, they're looking at apparently strong rumors that they're looking at John Jones, Sergey Pavlovich in Australia, with that apparently the Miocic fight falling through, um, you know. But that sucks for I mean, not that I'm I'm not a, a John Jones lover. The guy seems like a real piece of shit. But again, you got to separate the man from the from the sport sometimes to talk about these things. And uh, if we're just talking about legacy, Sergei pa- Pavlovich is not a legacy fight. Um, is it a, a fight to obviously show that John Jones is still the best, even though Pavlovich is an up and comer? He's a younger guy. He's a guy that just is kind of now making his name. And for John Jones to beat a guy like that, it's impressive. Um, but it's also nobody's going to give a shit. You know, nobody's going to give a shit about that at all um but I mean I will and we'll talk about it on here but you know what I mean I say that a lot nobody's gonna give a shit I'm gonna give a shit hopefully you're gonna give a shit but we're talking about the masses right the cashes the casuals they're not gonna care about John they'll tune in a lot of people will tune in just based on John Jones fighting but the super cashes that make a pay-per-view blow up that get the numbers of like you know big big time pay-per-view numbers both names have to uh take part in that and P- Sergey's you know he'll bring a couple villages in Russia I'm sure but he's not he's not breaking the he's not breaking the the Tivo meter here in the states um what else can we talk about here you know I'm trying to keep this short cuz you know we don't have any like fight cards to talk about I guess we could talk about this is like when we say that UFC it's it's nice to have these weeks off because even with weeks off they are a little oversaturated because our next fight card coming up I believe it's on June 3rd um it's like Kai Kara France versus uh Ali Albini or something like that and they're 125ers Kai Kara France just challenged for the title lost but that's like that's the dang headliner you know and Everybody else on the fight card is just eh nah, nah, and I get it, it's a free one. But can't we like just X that out? Just don't have that event and just sprinkle those the whole fights on all those cards onto better cards. Because all the fights on the card, I guess, could be could be good pieces of a bigger card. But on June third, that card is a damn stinker and you'll hear about it um next week, uh when we do our fight fight night preview but um so yeah I look forward to that a real stinker coming up hopefully we have something else to talk about um what else anything else anything else that's all you know we got a good show in today i was you know it, like I said, it was a busy week, and I was thinking like maybe I wasn't even gonna do it because there wasn't a fight card. But then I'm like, nah, we gotta keep it up. We gotta give these people some MMA talk. Um, uh, if you want, if you're new to the MMA space and you want some good uh, resources for news and things like that, um, if it's looking for just looking for fight cards and when and where they are, you can go to Tapology.com. Now these are just like free promos but I'm just trying to give you guys resources to go get MMA news. Um Alexis likes Tapology a lot. Um what I use primarily is um uh mmamania.com and uh the MMA fighting app. Uh they have an app that it it used to be better. It's not updated quite as much, but they have a lot of obscure news on there about you know a more obscure Uh, fights and things like that, and then MMAFighting.com has all the big headlines you want to hear from all across, like combat sports and things like that, so those are both good outlets if you're looking for MMA news on kind of a daily basis and and you want to add it to your repertoire. Um, What else? What else? I just, I feel like I'm trying, I'm taking, my my approach on this show from here on out is just to pretend like you guys are all little babies, little bungalow babies who, I'm like, from a different planet and you don't know what MMA is and I'm just, you're dipping your toe in with me here. So I'm going to just try to walk you through all the news and all the fights as best we can and, uh, try to, try to get you excited about it. Try to make our, make our footprint in the MMA space because I, I, I don't, I really, other than reading the articles off some of those websites I just told you about, I don't even listen to an MMA podcast because I don't like, a lot of the people a lot of the people who cover MMA are fucking mongoloids that i can't even like i don't even want to hear them talk their voice annoys me and then when you go to the bigger names you got like Brendan Schaub and stuff like that but uh i'm not a huge fan of his and also like i don't know that show is is uh it's i don't i i like my stuff somewhere in between like mainstream and underground somewhere in that gray middle because that's when you're going to get Real opinions You're not You know I guess Schaub Gives some real opinions Obviously He gets a lot of hate For stuff And you know I do enjoy uh, Hearing the perspective Of like people Who used to actually do it You know what I mean That's why like A hockey show Like and Chicklets Or something like that Is so good Because it's hosted By hockey players Guys who played in the NHL So I, I tend to lean Towards stuff like that When it comes to sports I like a lot To hear from From guys who have done it So Brendan Schaub I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend his comedy, but if you'd like uh, MMA podcast, he's got the Shab show you can subscribe to where he just primarily talks about MMA and fighting and stuff like that. And if you like having a lot of the big names and big guests and stuff, uh, he talks to a lot of like he, he, the Chael Sonnen talking about the John Jones stuff that, that come came right from his show that came out yesterday. That's where Chael Sonnen broke some of that um, headline stuff there, so. There, I just promoted a bunch of stuff that's not related to Peak One Sports. Good job, Cole. Um, But on top of all that, of course, if you're watching this, subscribe to Peak One Sports. We've got the 100 subscriber challenge. It's looking like you guys are going to make me put on a damn shot caller or something. um, If we get to our 100 subscriber mark. Um, But anyways, that's Fight Night Preview for this week. Uh, No fights, no nights, but uh, some news. So we'll... Tune in to the Bungalow Sports Show on uh on Monday, two p.m. uh two, two p.m. Pacific. I just you know working with people that are in other time zones. I didn't think it'd be that hard for me, but when we get in here under these lights and the, under the camera, I forget times, but yeah. Bungalow sports show, two p.m. Pacific Monday. Go check it out next